Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Maria, and I'd like to welcome you guys back to the Extra Duty Podcast. And you know what? I'm happy to be back because you know why? I have, I finally have a co-host. What's up? What's up, boy pretzel? What is going on? I am finally here on the podcast yet again. Well, look, I, I obviously I've been upset for the past few weeks because boy pretzel's been deciding to do his own thing. But guess what? Today, today, you know what today is? Today is a dope ass day. You want to know why? Why? We got an amazing, amazing guest. And you want to know who this guest is? This guest is not only one of my favorite TikTokers, right? But one of the smallest TikTokers that I know. <laughs> he is a he is a big presence with a small body. My man's the disgruntled veteran or the tactical garden gnome. What, what, what's, what's up? What's up, Maddie? I, I can't. I can't. Uh that's it. I'm out. Anyways, that did it. For what's going you? on, guys? <laughs> no, good, man. Um, honestly, I'm super excited to have you on. Um, you know, we we've talked plenty of times. Um, and I'm just excited to have you on the show because, like, you have just this amazing story, and I can't wait for us to just like pry it out of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So if you guys don't know, my man's uh, Matt here. He's he's a he's a long time ago Marine with a beautiful beard, and he just recently colored it. Um, so Matt, if you don't mind, give us a little bit of bio on not only yourself, but I want to know who you are. You know your branch of service, how long you you was in, and how you know how long since you've been out. All right, if you don't mind giving me that. All right. Well, from Kansas City, Missouri, short, bald, and bearded. Uh, a lot of my time in the core, I only spent four years. And I got out due to depression and anxiety and insomnia, which is the primary reason why I got out. Because every time I got slated for a deployment, they'd pull my deployment. So I walked up to my therapist and said, I'm done. That quick. Like it was just like yeah. frustrated at that point. Yeah, I wanted to come home. Shit. So, so with your time in, wh wh where did your anxiety come from? Like, because a, a lot of the time, like, we tell soldiers and we tell everybody anxiety, anxiety, depression, like, really exists. But in the military, for some reason, it's a joke. We not when, especially when you were in, it was taken as a joke. It still is. You, you're not wrong. I mean, I'm not saying it, you're not. I'm not saying you're wrong. What I am saying is that we're trying now. But like, from, yeah. when you was in, like, where where was your mindset at? Like, how were you? <laughs> I just wanted to drink. I just wanted to drink and just finish it. Just drink away all of the issues that I was having inside my head. Where did that where where did that come from? Was it leadership? What what were you dealing with at the time? I'm going to assume it was leadership. I don't really know. What do you mean you so, don't know? Like, oh, go ahead. It, it like, just I get him. You know, like I feel where you're coming from cuz sometimes you just have that wave of depression, anxiety, you know, whatever, and there might not be a real like foreseeable reason you just know that you're depressed you're anxious about something because i feel like that i don't even know why i feel that way sometimes but i know i do feel that way uh-oh boy pretzel what it's true like no that, that, that's not what i'm talking about oh you just showed something to the camera oh anyway so <laughs> you know i especially when i was coming in and i figured out my reason thank god early in uh in my career but it was just i was just adjusting that was my only reason you know 
I mean, that adjustment period is always difficult, especially for nice for, for young soldiers. I mean, that adjustment period is always very, very difficult. And I know when I first got in, it was super horrible because I got hurt. I got injured right right off the bat. Um, but luckily, I was able to keep pushing through. So you you still make, you know, you make tons of content, right? And, you know, you definitely hit up on the military side of it as well. So why why are you still making military content since you've gotten out? Why am I still doing it? Yeah. Because... Us veterans, no matter what, the hardest part of being a veteran is the adjustment from going from active duty to not. Going from being told what to do, when to do it, and how to do it to all of a sudden we're we're free. We can do whatever we want, but what is whatever I want? Did you have a plan? I did. And my plans changed drastically. You want to give us really a, give us a little insight on that, man? What happened when you got? Because like we we hear all the horror stories about getting out, right? We hear all those horror stories, right? And, and I want to know what exactly you were going through because when getting out of the military at any point, right? Whether you have a plan or not, the world still hits you in the fucking face. Oh so yeah. What was it that you were going through that affected you? It's like give us give us some insight on that. When I got out, my entire plan was to continue in the aviation field. That was my plan. I had, I was going through the Aviation Institute of Maintenance, and they immediately, immediately had Boeing come in and say, yeah, we'll hire you guys straight from here, paying you $10 an hour. I go, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me you're going to start me off at $10 an hour, even though on prior service, worked on aircraft in the service, which is damn near a guaranteed 15 an hour. Yeah. When there's a place right down the road that I can start off at 18 an hour with no experience. Yeah, I'm out. Oh my God. I don't know. No, I mean, I've been lucky. So, um, and you know what, for a lot of soldiers that's out there for soldiers, I'm not sure on the Marine side, but I will get some information on it for the soldier side. There's actually a program that allows you to convert your time um, from service into mili- into to civilian service credits, all right? So um, as soon as I get that information, I will be making a post about it. I'll make a TikTok about it as well. But for the Marines, I got to figure that part out, right? And I'm and I'm definitely going to because I want to see if there's any way that we can help Marines. So you've been, you've been, you was in for four years. What, what, what was your timeline within the military? Give me that timeline. Left for boot camp November 15th, 2010. Graduated boot camp February 2011. Came home for a week, went to MCT, Marine Corps Combat Training, went from there straight to the schoolhouse, and when I hit the fleet, that's when it was, I was excited, I was that new new Lance Corporal coming into the unit, and immediately realized how garbage the Marine Air Wing is, so I started picking up drinking. I got hit, my... First unit, my first squadron went to Hawaii. After they went to Hawaii, I got shipped over to uh, my second squadron. And they immediately put me into tool room in both places. Just right off the bat? Yeah. Well, damn, why? So I didn't know I was going through shit in my head. Yeah. So I was essentially dubbed that piece of shit Marine. 
which which is definitely something that happened a lot, um, especially with anybody that deals with anything. They get treated super differently. Yeah. So I I got labeled the garbage ass marine. So I kind of I kind of owned that. Now I was kind of a garbage marine because I was going through stuff in my head that I had no idea of how to deal with it. I got busted for underage drinking at my second squadron, and that's when it clicked. I'm going through depression. Did you get help while you were in? I did. While you were in, though? I did. Uh, I talked to one of my NCOs. My NCO said, hold that thought, went and talked to the back office, and after he talked to the back office, he came, got me, we went straight over to the chaplain's office. After we left the chaplain's office, we went straight from there to the Naval Mental Health. And I immediately started seeing my therapist. Well, look, I'm glad that you, you I'm glad that you went and got help, honestly. Because um, not getting help is, is just as bad. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I got to say, like, I'm glad your NCO really wasn't like a piece of shit, you know, because some of them would just blow you off. Be like, oh, you're just drinking. That's just something, you know, young Marines do. Or young soldiers do, you know? Yeah, not just, not just just like giving you a counseling statement because you're underage drinking. You actually, you know, heard your problems and gave you the help, you know, you need or took you to the right places. And I, I, to this day, I thank him for getting me to mental health. That's awesome. I didn't realize the issues that I had. Man, like, you know, and, 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 like, that's really a lot of, that's how simple the stories are for a lot of these kids. These young soldiers or these young Marines, these young airmen, young seamen, or whatever you want to call them, right? Like, it's one of the biggest struggles is, like, sometimes they just don't have that guy, that person to help you, right? So simple. How easy was it for that NCO to go ahead and be like, all right, hold that thought. Let me take you here and get you some help, Right. But a lot mm-hmm. of now nowadays is more like, hey, let me uh, uh yeah, you go over there, you go talk to the chaplain, go do this. And we're not we're not teaching leaders to do those things anymore. And I'm glad that now the military's starting to push that. But it's about teaching these leaders. Do you let me, let me ask you something? Do you think that leaders are being taught that back when you were in, like they were being taught how to take care of soldiers? No, at I don't. I, not at all. Especially, I I don't think they're still doing it in the air wing. From what I've talked, when I've talked to other Marines who are in different MOSs, their NCOs actually care about them. Yeah. But in the air wing, it seems like it's all toxic. If you're not this way, then we don't care. That's wild. That is wild. I tell you. Let me. From talking. Yeah, go from ahead. Talk, from talking to ADHD Marine. To several other marine creators on TikTok, they're like, that experience isn't the experience we had. We actually had decent leadership. We had decent, you know, people who actually cared about us. So, uh, all right. So it was an isolated situation, which, I mean, it's not good, but at the same time, at least there's progress, right? So let me ask you something a little bit about getting out, right? So now that you're, you boom, first day out of the Marines, right? Where was your head at? Like, were you still getting help? Were you still struggling? Give me a little bit of insight on that, man. Wifey could tell you that I was not getting help. I got out and immediately did all my paperwork at the VA. And immediately started just working. 
I started to go to community college and the community college didn't work because I don't have the minds the mindset to be in class doing work. And then I started working out at Dick Sporting Goods, also a horrid place to work for. And everything just started clicking, 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 clicking. And I was drinking myself because I was missing the uniform desperately. I was drinking myself into straight sleep. And then I met my wife and I slowly started backing up on my drinking. And when me and her first met, I was drinking two and a half fists of Jack Daniels by myself. Oh, fuck. That's a, well. I could finish two full fists and drive and be sober. My blood alcohol would say otherwise, but I could we, be sober. We do not encourage doing that, though, right? <clears throat> no. No encouragement. Do Never do that. Um, so let, let, let's talk a little bit more about, so where you are now, right? How, where, where, what, what are you doing now other than TikTok? What's your career looking like? Uh, so I'm a machine operator. What's that? I run machines. Oh, like for a uh, construction or in a factory? In a factory. Oh shit. Hell yeah. And I've been there for, it'll be five years in July. Good money. Hired on full time. Good money. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. As long as it's good money. Has... Yeah, as long as you're living, yo. You know. <laughs> so let me. Ask, do you still miss the uniform now? All the time. Really? All the time. Why? Why specifically do you miss the uniform? The brotherhood. I miss the brotherhood. Do you I like... miss the. I miss the brother and sisterhood completely. So this is actually something that I've been thinking about for a while now. Um, <clears throat> do you think that? The disconnect happens really badly, especially with people that get out. The veteran community isn't where it should be, I don't think. I mean, luckily, TikTok's been helping with that, I think. But the veteran community, as soon as you're out, you're out. No one, care, no one cares about you. No one's checking on you. Has anybody? I've had, I have four friends that I've kept since the Marine Corps. Wow. wow. That I talk to on almost a daily basis. Well, and one of them is a corpsman. Wasn't even the Marine Corps. Was a corpsman. We know a few Cormans. They they've they've come on the show. Like I mean, it's just it's just wild to me. Like I mean, I wanted to get your perspective. I mean, you're you're a veteran. You're out. You're you're living a regular civilian life, right? So has the veteran community, other than TikTok, actually approached you in any other way? Besides the VFW, no. Why? Like where where's the disconnect I, between veterans and and other veterans these days? A lot of the veterans don't want to talk about their time in service because of PTSD and whatever, they don't want to talk about what's going on inside their head. Now I've made a few friends at work who are prior service and they're all awesome, but they're also the older generations. Got you. So, so you, have you dealt with uh, vet bros at all since you've, since you've been making your TikToks and stuff? Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. They come out of the woodwork. Yeah, I don't understand that. What's up? What's uh, how bad is it for you? Because I mean, for me, it's not that bad. Um, I haven't really gotten too many. I've gotten I, a few. I've I've had a few that were just horrid, <laughs> just absolutely horrid, and I'm I just ignore them. I let them roll off my back because their opinion about what I did in my time doesn't affect who I am as a 
as a person. Yeah, you serve, you serve. You did what you got to do. I mean, that, that's it don't just... matter. It don't matter if you're a combat vet or if you're a non-combat vet. You still signed a blank check to the United States government to give up your life. Yes, exactly. And and and, and that's something I really want to start clearing up a little bit more. Um, this whole this whole whether you were combat or not combat, either way, it doesn't matter what you did in your career, right? The the fact is that you served. And we and I, I I don't know. I've been feeling a lot of veteran on veteran just like put downs, right? We have not been uplifting each other. It's not been supportive like that. And let's be honest, some of the Miltok community is kind of toxic. Some? I, I've 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 met my few. You know, there's there's this one uh, female um, TikToker can't stand me, right? Because I said female service members. Well, what does she want you to call them? Like just service so, members? So or? by regulation, right? We 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 call women in the military. We call them female special female service members in order to maintain respectfulness and to maintain the the professionalism within it. And I have to maintain that simply because of the platform that I'm using, right? So my platform, right? A lot of people don't know this. So my platform, yes, it is my podcast, right? But I am working to become under the guise of the military, right? In the most safest way possible. So as long as I maintain my credibility. I maintain my my uh, understanding of what it is that I'm doing and don't wild out. I should be fine to continue to do what I'm doing. But because I'm active duty, I have to watch what I do. And as every active duty should. Exactly. And that's what I do. But, you know, obviously that I'm telling you, there's just been some toxicity that's been flying around my head. And I just block and call it a day these days. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I'll let you know who later. But <laughs> it, it's, it's just wild. There, there's a few vet bros where I'm like, all right, I'll entertain the comments just because it makes good content. Making them, making them look stupid makes good content. But other than that, I just like, I, I leave the vet bros alone unless they're going after my female service members. Got you. My female vets. And that's when, okay, the gloves are off. Let's play a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's fair. I think, I, I think everyone's fair game. Um, I do my best not to, be super toxic. I've done it a few times, but you know, I feel bad about it afterwards. But you know, as you as you progress, you know, and obviously you've gotten out and stuff like that, you've continued to grow. Where is it that you what would you tell some young marines, some young leaders, right, about your experience and especially with getting out? What would you tell some young marines about getting out the military? Seek help. If you need help, ask. It, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, a text message or if you're going to the VA mental health or if you're talking to family. When you get out, you're alone, and you don't realize that you're alone until you're out. Have yourself a great support system. So, like, what – I'm trying to think of a question I was going to ask. It just left my head that fast. Oh. Uh, Fuck! What was it, Josh? Uh, no, you asking me something? You asking me something, right? No. So my my question for you. So um, when did you first thing before we get into anything more serious, right? Because I gotta, you know, obviously we cut this in between. Uh, when did you start losing your hair? <laughs> <laughs> so freshman year of high school. No, for real. Oh. That was. I started losing my hair freshman year of high school. My hair was damn near shoulder length. Wow. So why don't you I got out of the shower and I started combing my hair and it started 
I pulled a clump out. I said, nope, gone. Shaved it all off. Oh, man. Why don't you just Kratos it or, like, Max Payne that shit? Like, just get fucking ripped, right? And just leave the beard. Why not just do that? Uh, Because wifey doesn't like the big muscular men. Oh, well, you know what? Do you? She likes the dad bod. Hey, dad bod's where it's at. You know what I'm saying? Ow. <laughs> I'm all about what? the dad bodness. Anyways. Hey, I don't know, man. I'll tell you, if Dwayne The Rock Jackson came up and said what's good, she might like muscular men then. Hey. <laughs> what? Jason Momoa. <laughs> it don't matter. Is Jason Momoa? So wait, Jason Momoa is the, is the go-to for her? Uh, what was, hey, Red, what's yours? What, what's your go-to celebrity? You don't, you don't have a go-to celebrity? That's wild. What's your go-to celebrity? Selena Gomez. Ryan Reynolds. Um, wait, wait, were we... Yeah, you and McGregor is so much better looking than Ryan Reynolds. What the fuck did you just say to me? I will eat your face, all right? You tiny little man. I will eat you. <laughs> Jedi. No. No. Jedi. Deadpool. Jedi. Deadpool. He is essentially Deadpool as a Jedi. I will lick the cancer cells off of Ryan Reynolds, all right? I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> Don't ever. Duck. Hey, yo. Major Paul. <laughs> Jedi. That's, that's all I got to say. Are you going to make hey, this with... a clip? <laughs> so she's going to be cut. She cuts clips out of a certain episode so we can make videos and shit like that. So is this going to be a clip? What, what are we going to title it? Who wins? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> what do or, you think? It's, it's obviously going to be Ryan Reynolds. Um, <laughs> it's obviously going to be Deb or uh, you, you and McGregor. No, no. Look, obviously, you know what? I, I run this show, so I'm just going to make the title Ryan Reynolds is Sexy, and that's it. That's how we're going to hey, play this one. Yo. Look, you can Major hate your balls. You don't, you don't have, so wait, why Selena Gomez? Wizards of Waverly Place was my favorite show. First thing, 14-year-old Topanga always beats Wizards of Waverly Place. Don't come at me like that. <laughs> Hashtag facts. Ha don't right? come at me like that. Hashtag facts. 14-year-old Topanga was it when I was a kid. I, I, I was in love, all right? You don't know nothing about Boy Meets World. I watched it a couple times on MeTV. Fina. Fina. <laughs> Look, if you don't like Boy Meets World, you're, you're watching the wrong show. I think I've referenced Feeny like twice <laughs> since day one. I think I've watched it like a total of two times. Wow, you are a horrible person. I'm a youngin. You Have you watched The Office? Some of it. Get the fuck out of the studio. Nah, sit your ass back down. I, I, I know you want. I know that's what you want me to do. Uh, I don't like the office. Oh. You get out of your kitchen. Go, go sit outside. <laughs> like I don't understand why people hate the office so much. It's such a great I, show. Yo, if you watch Space Force, though. Who watches Space? Oh, wait, well, with Steve On Crow? Netflix, yeah. With Steve Crow. Yeah, I watched it for that a shit, bit. That shit mad funny, actually. Is it really? Yeah. I, I thought so. I mean, Especially I, when you get to the episode about the conjugal visits. There's conjugal visits? I think I think if I went to prison, so I've already. I think my wife established this. If I go to prison, she's not going to wait for me. That's um, fair enough. Yeah, I th I think so sure too. Pretty sure if you go to the field for too long. No, 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 it's not. She has no choice but to wait. Then it's a, it's oh. if if I'm like incarcerated, like there's no way out of the situation. So, I mean, and if she put me there, then I understand it. <laughs> she looks like she's going to. I mean, you don't know. Oh, that's not that's not my wife. This is my this is my stage manager, Red. Oh, I read. She just, run, yeah, Red runs all the things in this show. Like, she does the cameras, the lights, the things I don't want to do, assistant stuff, editing videos, and she doesn't get paid. So, 
You're good, Yo, <laughs> heavy hand. I'm not even heavy handed. I was soft. Shit. <laughs> So 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 my so I right, now that we're now that we're talking about you being you being this this amazing guy right, um uh, you know so, uh, of great stature, um, <laughs> little as it may. No, so so I mean obviously you you've had you've you've come up you've you've done a lot in your in your time in order to kind of like bring yourself back up. How are you doing right now? And before we get into that, right, have you ever or have you thought about or have attempted suicide? I always ask people on my show, don't be offended. Yes. Um, would you want to talk about that? That's fine. Yeah, let's let's talk about it then. So in the core, I didn't realize I was doing it until recent, until everything started clicking. Uh, I ended up in the hospital with a blood alcohol of 0.218. Just for reference for people that don't know, like pretend these guys are idiots. What? How high is that? Is that high? Uh, point three is death. And you were at point two eight. Two one eight. Two one. Okay, so you were okay. Wow. Uh, that was that was two full fists of vodka. Fuck. Er, yeah, two full fists of vodka, fifth of Jack Daniels, a thirty rack of Bushlight, a jar of moonshine, and a twelve pack of Monster. Yeah, that's a fucking lot. <laughs> like, that's a lot. On top of a half, on top of half a handle. Oh a body. Are you okay? So, so walk me through that. What happened that day? Just walk me through the day of when it started. At first, at first, we were just partying, having a good time. That was it. We were just partying, having a good time, and it slowly over time progressed worse and worse and worse and worse. And apparently, I passed out. One of my buddies, thank you, Falter, threw me in the back of his truck while my other buddy was keeping me resuscitated on the way to the hospital. When I walked into the hospital, okay. No, I walked into that one. I walked into the hospital-ish, and one of, the, one of my buddy who's a corpsman was actually on duty that night as a security guard and he was going to come down to the ER and do what friends do. He was going to light me up right there, but he waited until the next morning. That morning I got woke up, rolled over, saw shiny standing above my bed. Ross, sir. He goes, come with me. You need to get on green on green PT gear and you're going to go on a 24 hour suicide watch. Shit. Because apparently the entire time I was drinking, I was talking suicide. Fuck. Well, look, I just want to say, um, I'm very happy that you're still here. Um, I am too. Cause and my buddy falter. I still talk to him. When Rona first hit and all the bullshit ass riots were happening and all that, me and my wife actually drove down to see him and hung out with him for a little while because my brain was not there. I was not well mentally. 
So we took a week and drove down to see him, and I was better. Well, that's good because I mean, shit. Everybody needs a, everybody needs that second outlet. Everybody needs that extra help. And I'm glad that you went and did that for yourself. You definitely needed to do that. Her idea, not mine. You know what? Tell your wifey. Thank you for for keeping you here. Holy shit! God damn, two point two two point one eight. 2.18. I can't even imagine. Like I feel like just like maybe half a bottle more and that would have been it, honestly. I, I can't even drink that. It much. probably was. My blood alcohol content probably went down on the way to the hospital. It was probably well over three. Shit. But since they were keeping me alive in the car, I survived. Well, look, again, super happy you're still alive here, buddy. Because we need, oh my goodness gracious. I've come close to – this was all while I was in. I got close to driving my car off a cliff. While you were in or now? While I was in. Oh, no. While I was active because I was alone. That's the that's the killer right there. I think that that's one of the biggest killers that we have, loneliness. My, my ex-fiance had just left me. Whoa, hold on, wait, wait, go back. You had an ex fiance? Yeah. Run that. Let's let's hear about that. What what went on there? Uh so she left. Her? Where'd you meet her? Like get, get high school. Down. All right, so met her high school. start from there. Uh we met in high school. We're kind of that off and on couple through high school. Enlisted. Was dating her best friend. Her best friend cheated on me while I was in boot camp. So I got back with her, and it was just random, sporadic instances. And when she left me, I, I was done. I was done. She left me for a soldier who impregnated her and then left her. So... I'm trying not to make a joke here. But what what saved me from jumping yeah. was I had yet to meet my niece and my nephew. Okay, well, no, that's good then. Like, my, my crew just told me don't make a joke about that, and obviously it's not the time to joke with stuff like that. Um, and I obviously have done better with 100%, my 100%. 100%. And you know what? We'll give you this. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got buttons. We got buttons for things like that. Um, no, but no, it's it's good. I'm I'm happy that you you met your wife because obviously she's been there for you. She's 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 that rock that you needed. Um, the fact that you're still here matters. Do you have any kids? Nope. Okay, not. And, so that that one's kind of a little touchy. Oh, okay, okay. If you don't want to uh, get into it, we don't have to. I think it should be known that. Wifey has something called PCOS, oh. polycystic ovarian syndrome. I know exactly what that is. That's the the little um, spider webs inside, right? Uh, it's actually where she grows cysts on her ovaries. Got you. What you're talking about is endometriosis. Endometriosis. So I don't Whoa. know exactly what that Big is. Big old name. God. Yeah. Man. There's a lot of expensive names. That's. The- uh, so she has like a. 2% chance of getting pregnant. It acts like a 
it acts just like diabetes. It's an insulin resistance. Oh, okay. Here comes wifey. Educate. I'm good with education. Education time. I'm good with education. Extra duty podcast, and welcome to the education section. You might as well come over here. You're kind of you're you're kind of all over the place with. I don't want to get in the camera, but I'll explain it from the side. So with PCOS, different there are different types, there are different levels. Mine is an insulin resistance, which means it acts like diabetes without having diabetes. So there's a very specific diet that I have to be on. And it also, if I do get pregnant, I have more of a chance, a higher chance no. of the baby coming out with uh, type 2 diabetes. Well, I and I have a very higher chance of miscarrying throughout the whole pregnancy and a very slim chance of actually getting pregnant Oh wow. without extra help. I did not know that. Wow. I mean, hey, that's good education, though. For soldiers that don't know what that is, now you, for service members that don't know what that is, you know, obviously now you may know, but that's and interesting. We have talked on and off about how, as, as much as we love, I, I enjoy educating people on the question of yeah. are you going to have kids? There are a lot of people who can't. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those. It, it it's our our business. Yes, yes. I and I apologize. I should. I need. No. I need to learn a better way of asking without. <laughs> well, without. It, it, and that's something that like that society is deemed perfectly okay to ask. Is oh, are you gonna have kids or family members like parents and aunts and uncles? When are you gonna when give are me, you gonna make me a grand can, can grandparent? When are, when are you gonna make me an aunt? And it's like. Probably not. Have you guys, that, have y'all dealt with that late? Um, like since you guys have been married and stuff, have you guys all the time? Well, after after my uh, diagnosis with the PCOS, the family kind of doesn't ask anymore. But I think that's just because they'd feel bad if they asked. Yeah. We but, we we've kind of made both families feel. I I I I on it. I I make I made them feel bad for asking constantly asking. And that was the only way I could get them to stop asking because yeah. at that point it was a really touchy subject for me. Now I've accepted it and it's, and it's not as difficult for me to talk about, but. Well, no, uh, I, thank you for, thank you for sharing though. Like, honestly, I didn't know that. And I'm glad I know it now. Yeah, of course. I'm always down for educating all about it. Cause it's not, there's not a lot of education. There's not a lot of um, science behind it until recent years oh, when they figured out that more and more women are developing PCOS. Um, well, ha have PCOS. Can I, um, if you guys don't mind me asking, obviously, um, you know, there's a, there's other options and stuff like that, such as like adoption. Have you guys ever thought about that? If I'm not being too forward. No, uh, we have, we've talked about it. We've thought about it. Um, I have some very good close friends of mine who are willing to be surrogates if we so choose. We've also got, one of my siblings who also has offered mm -hmm. as That's well. Awesome. That is awesome. I mean, that well, right, now, right now we're, 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 we're still young. <laughs> no, yeah. You guys are still young and kids are horrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, I, look, I'm, I'm just being, I like you, if you guys were in my studio right now, thank God the mics don't pick them up anymore. My kids are banging on the floor right now. Just jumping from the top bunk. They're just fucking wilding out. Like, duh. 
it's it's expensive. Um, no, but yeah. I, I totally, I, 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 and I'm happy that you guys were able to like fully share that because that's so important. And I mean, like, obviously, when it comes down to base, just basic mental health, right? Like, how were, mm-hmm. how did you guys deal with that when you heard of, when you found out your diagnosis? It was a lot of crying, <laughs> a lot of drinking. Uh huh. Okay. Um, and that that was around. It the kind time. of it kind of turned into where you put your mental health on the back burner to help me with mine, just like I put my mental health on the back burner to help you with yours when you first got <laughs> got out of the Marine Corps when I met you. Well, that's good. That support system between you two is extremely awesome. I love that. But, oh, my gosh. Like, I mean, and the reason why, I, and again, I don't mean to, to pry and stuff like that, but I was asking simply because just understanding it makes it a lot easier for me and for other people that do listen to, to know you guys' situation because – Obviously, um, so when I found out my son has autism, me and my wife cried. Um, and you my know, brother is autistic. It, it, it's a struggle, right? I'm not going to say and lie to you. It's not. I'm not saying it's not a struggle, but it was something that was so. We felt bad for crying about it. You, if you get what I mean, like, and, I mean, I'm not sure you guys do, but you know, it was, it was, it was a little bit devastating because at the same time we were just like, oh my gosh, now we, you know, I, and somebody great told me this. This is um, that that Colonel I was telling you about that listens to my show great great person he actually pulled me aside and he talked to me about this because i was struggling with some stuff with my kids he said that i want what you need to do is mourn the child you thought you guys were going to have and mm-hmm. congratulate and praise the child you have now mm-hmm. right and like that that helped me out a lot definitely but it, you know it was a it was a it was such a struggle to deal with and like to understand and to learn as a parent and just in, like with any situation, not even with kids or without kids, when you learn these like very major situations and you learn how to cope with them, what you guys are doing right now, your your coping skills, the way you supported each other, that is what marriage is. That's what the, that's where that strength comes from, and that's what helps with mental health altogether. So mm-hmm. I commend you for being there for him, and I commend you for being there for her. Her hardest part was whenever I quit drinking. Oh my gosh, how did that go? Well, it, it, and when he quit drinking, I was like 22 years old. So I was, I want to go have fun with my friends who are the same age as me. I just, you know, I, it's, I, I turned 22 and I, I want to go out to like the bars or whatever and have fun with my friends. But I would, I also wanted to hang out with him and be with him. And uh, it was really difficult to find that balance of, is he going to be okay at this bar with, with all the alcohol and the, and the, the people who are drunk or should we just, or should he just stay home and I go by myself with my friends or should I just stay home too and not go out? It was, it, it was really hard to find that balance. And a lot of the time she would just stay home and be with me. I, I did. Because yeah. I, I didn't want to leave the house the first month I was fine, but that last, the last week after that month i fell into such a deep depression that i didn't even get out of bed to go to work well actually yeah he called me i was out at the grocery store and he called me he was like i I need you to come home and i was just like what what's wrong he goes i i can't do it and i was like all right i'm I'm on my way and she she walked in the door and goes i was like what can't you do i go "I, i i can't be here anymore i'm done and i was like nope that's not what we're doing get out of bed go to work Go to the VA. Yeah, tomorrow we'll call the VA. You're gonna go see someone 
Like, cause it was, he went, he worked nights. So he works nights. So nothing was open really. And I was like, you can't just lay in bed and wallow. Essentially, you, you need to get out of the bed. You need to go to work. You need to keep in your routine. And to that's maintain that. Yeah. Thing. So yeah. If, if I could be honest with you like that right there, look, and for those that's listening out there that think that's harsh, right? No. Sometimes you need that kick in the ass. I was self-wallowing myself. After I got demoted, all my shit, all that shit that landed on me, my wife had to really take a minute to whether she was going to coddle me or if she was going to kick my ass. And she decided to kick my ass. And you know what? That got me back in gear. And sometimes you need that heavy hand to get you in motion again. Because I promise you, coddling, taking care of is perfectly fine on certain circumstances. But... If you're about to give up, you need a push. You, yep. You need it. You need to push. And 100%. Thank you for pushing them. Uh, yeah, you know I, what? I was... Hey, you know what? <laughs> Another round of applause for that one, yeah. Well, that's our story. Well, we love your story. I mean, shit, I, I love your story. It came out perfect. And now we have two giant dogs. Oh, that's awesome. We're working on buying a house. Working on buying a house. He wants to know what your dogs are. Uh, Our male is Lab Pit Mastiff Rot Mix. That's a lot of names. He's he's about 130 pounds and comes to my chin. That weighs more than you, Red. Uh, I bet. Yeah, I think it does, but it could lift more than you. (laughs) And then we have his mom. And she's probably 100, or she's She's probably probably 90 to 100 pounds. Yeah. She's just fat. Oh, <laughs> so let, 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 let's let's get into a little bit of a different scenario. Let's change gears a bit. Right. Um, Because, you know, we're going to close out in a few, but let, let's 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 change gears. Right. Because I'm, I'm loving the fact that you guys was able to open up with us. But now I got to ask your wife something. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Perfect. So. Does your wife, does your husband get made fun of consistently for his height? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now that doesn't bother you, correct? I mean, he no. Okay. It depends on the situation. It depends. The like, okay, if they're if they're saying it to be mean. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. Then, then yeah, then I'm gonna I, I'm gonna be like, okay, listen here, it, it, <laughs> you don't have to be a dick. Like, get away, go, bye. You know that we're not trying to be mean spirited here. We just have no we have no regards for uh, the Marines because we hate you. Um. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. No. U.S. Marines, you steal my crowns. USMC. I, we're here for you. We're here for you on a consistent basis. I mean, you know me. I, every time I see you on live, I just fucking blast your shit. I love. I, I love everything that you do. Honestly. Um. What? You what? Steal my crayon. <laughs> um. So you know, if if you don't know, Boy Pressel, he wanted to be a Marine once. Um. <clears throat> I saw the cool commercials and I was like, "Fuck all." You that. got crayons there with you? Hell yeah! That is that is that is a delicious breakfast, dinner slash snack, and I and I appreciate what you do. <laughs> <laughs> so so if you if you could right, give me give me a little bit of insight. So how did your TikTok start? If we can just hit that. It, originally, it just started just me doing random things. I'm pretty sure I was the first one to download TikTok. Yeah. She and was, you were like, that's so stupid. Why would you do that? That's like kid stuff. And I was like, I just want to, the videos are funny. I'm just here for the videos. And then I was like, maybe I can actually do something with this. So my very first video, 
I got home from work and had to shovel the driveway. Oh, and I was it had just snowed it, that night. It, it That's snowed right. like six, seven inches. And it's like, oh, this white stuff is all over the ground and I don't want to do it. And then that video had maybe 50 views and I gained like three followers. And then I slowly was, my content's so sporadic, it's not even funny. Yeah. It was. It, it was. still is. No, it, I don't see, see, I don't see your content as super sporadic anymore. You're very like, you have a specific content that you do now than what you did when you first started. And I randomly posted that the the I'm proud of you video. Yeah. Oh. That if nobody else is proud of you, I'll be fucking proud of you. Yeah. And everybody was like, I don't know what to say. I don't know when the last time somebody told me that they were proud of me. Coming from both sides. And I realized that 90% of us who are adults aren't ever told that somebody is proud of them. Yeah. You're not wrong. I mean, shit. I'll tell you, when uh, Steve, remember, you, you know Steve. You remember Steve before he became an operator and when it stopped the Afghanistan stuff? From uh, Blue's Clues, when he said that he was proud of us, I cried. I cried for like 20 fucking minutes. Uh, I sat there, I, I teared up. Like I, I yelled at him. Scary. <laughs> no, but I, I, no, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, look, I, I'm so happy that you were able to like come back from where you was. I'm happy that you were able to come up and I'm happy that you were able to see where you were struggling at. And for a lot of people, they can't do that. And I'm really happy that you were able to and I'm, I'm happy about your support system. If you guys my, are, go ahead, go ahead. My support system has definitely grown over the last two years I've been on TikTok. And the amount of veterans and the amount of friends that I have made. Like I legitimately went and hung out with Miss Sanford, Teal, and all of them, and Silver Fox. And it was just I've made all of these friends from nowhere and, and it's amazing and that's that right there that's why i love tiktok that's why i love the community that we're building there so look guys i hey, thank you so much for coming on the show right i appreciate you so much for coming on the show um but it's it's about time for us to finally leave extra duty um we're, are you gonna hit us uh come to the smoke pit with us afterwards i'll try it's, it's just tiktok i <laughs> I'll try. No, no, yeah, no doubt. I understand. Um, guys, look, my name is Josh Marie. I'm the host and creator of the Extra Duty Podcast, where we discuss mental health in the military and share stories of service members who are struggling with their own personal mental health. Um, and I am signing out of Extra Duty. My name is Boy Pretzel, and I am signing out of Extra Duty. And I am the one and only disgruntled veteran of TikTok. And I am signing out of Extra Duty. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. You have a wonderful night. Now listen to my music. Okay, bye. Oh. <laughs>